Hello and welcome to What We Do in the Moonlight, where it is not a phase for the wraiths that staff your nightclub to unionize. Labor rights! <laughs> Heck yeah! In this episode, the gang visits the Night Market, a spooky flea market hiding in plain sight. While Laszlo tries to pique Colin Robinson's interest in real literature as opposed to the fairy tales he loves so much, Naja is on a mission to barter her way out of the wraiths unionizing. Meanwhile, Nandor and Guillermo have an unexpected duel of fates. <laughs> love what you did there. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> My name is Caitlin and I love me some silk pajamas. Ah, are those the ones I got you for your birthday? Yeah, they are and they're so comfortable. I live in them. Oh, they're yay. So nice. Yay. Oh my god. They're perfect. This is not sponsored by Silk Pajama. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, you should get some every birthday if- at home. It's summer and it's hot, and if you still want to have clothes on your body when you sleep, silk pajama. It's silk like you're wearing pajama. nothing, but you still look nice. Silk pajama. Silk pajama. Who are you? Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. <laughs> That's my name. Um, my name is Umberlin, and my Chibani yogurt addiction is growing stronger and stronger each day. Ugh, gotta have your Chibani. Gotta have that protein. <laughs> you open up your fridge and it's just Chibani. Yeah, it might be. <laughs> um, oh. So, Caitlin, what are your immediate reactions to the night market? The night market. Um, I love that this episode expanded the lore of the vampiric world within uh. the existence, um, with the existence of the night market. And I, I just, I love it when... Um, we get to learn new facts about them or like like little rules that they have to live by or just like things that might they might have gone to in their everyday lives i i love world building (laughs) yes um i loved that we got to explore the night market and all of the new species that we got to see like there were so many if you could just like pause this episode and just look at all of the background people there are some fun characters in this one and just some of them they don't even like they're just there in the background and like i i think what i really like about that is the fact that there's so much time and effort clearly went into this episode just with that alone with like the costuming and the makeup department so like shout out to them because it was very fun to see Uh like all these different creatures and it was just uh i don't know i just really love that and like like the fairies that eat garbage were fun little characters that i like to see how they were made (laughs) I don't know, they were just so fun. They were fun. They were weird <laughs> as shit. Like, yeah. <laughs> yes. Like, everything in this episode was so fucking weird. Um, yeah. And kind of brought out the things I like most about this show. Um, for example, like the prospect that fairy tale creatures are actually, like, high key gross. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, like, when you talk about the fairies, I want to know how the fairies were made, too. Like, I'm so curious. I love the use of FX and. Um, puppets in this episode. Yeah. It's very Jim Henson, you know? Yeah, the Jim Henson vibes. It's so good. highly creative. Like, it reminds me of, like, something you might see in a Jim Henson movie or something you might see in, like, one of the scenes when they're on a different planet in, in the Star Wars franchise. And it just made me feel good things. Because that's one of the things that I love most about Star Wars is the world building. And it's something I really enjoyed here. So. Yeah, and the fact that they were able to do so much of that in, like, a 30-minute like comedy like yes. that's that's really awesome that's I don't a know. great point i loved it 
So what was your favorite part from the night market? Um, Guillermo's backflip and then him letting Yander win when they dueled uh, nice. was very special to me. Um, <laughs> there's just like so much material in this scene, like in between the sword fight, their dialogue back and forth, and Guillermo's stakes! Um, <laughs> it was the best part of the episode. Um, the long coat that he was wearing and he flipped it back when oh, he went to... He's voguing. I was like, yeah! I was, was was like, good. I was like, meow, meow, you know, like, I was just, like, <laughs> yeah. meowing like a cat, you know. Um, yeah, it was so, so great. How about you? <laughs> that was a special treat just for you. Special treat just for me. <laughs> uh, yeah, Guillermo and Nandor fighting, hello. <laughs> like, <laughs> I watched it, like, three different times last night, and I just know that it's already one of my favorite scenes in the show mm-hmm. like of all time it is so good like there's so many parts to it like uh like you said Guillermo throwing the stakes but then Nandor catching them immediately yes nice. um <laughs> both of them accidentally kill a bystander during their fight yes <laughs> which is really funny um uh I really like the use um of like when they're when they're fighting, um, Guillermo hides behind one of the camera crew of the dock crew, and uh, Nandor yells, "Stop hiding behind Greg!" <laughs> like, <laughs> I love it. Um, like I know this is like a mockumentary, but still, every um, like little mention that the crew gets, I just I always love those moments. Yes. It's just like yes, they're there. Like they're actually there. Yes. Yes, um, and they became part of it. We were immersed fully. I yeah. That's that, the switch of like having uh, like Guillermo come like have be in front of the camera and then go behind and then yes. Nandor also goes behind and he goes oh sorry if I could just and then he comes back <laughs> from in front of the camera I just I love that direction it was very cool we were all Greg we were all Greg <laughs> and um sword fight yeah I don't need to expand on that one <laughs> sword fight um and then also just Guillermo proving that he could kill any of us on site I, I mean we already knew would. that because before, like, when they were introducing the familiar fights, I was like, oh, no, Guillermo. And then, like, two seconds went by. I was like, wait, no, he's fine. <laughs> he's uh, got this. I wish he would. I'm begging. <laughs> Please. I'd love that. Do you have a favorite quote from this episode? I have a few, and most of them all come from the ringmaster. Uh-huh. <laughs> the, the ringmaster who was narrating just what Guillermo was doing uh, uh-huh. the entire time of their fight. But most specifically, when, like, Guillermo, like, takes a stick, like, this long stick, and he just starts, like, twirling it and doing all this yes, shit. Yes. Uh, and the ringmaster uh, goes, holy shit, he's phantom menacing over here. <laughs> I, I laughed so hard my tonsillitis came back. No. Like, my throat was sore last night. <laughs> and I, like, honestly, like, like, all of his lines made me lose my shit. This, just this man had consistent banger lines that were all just slightly heard in the background of everything which yeah. just made it even funnier it was so good and like the one that came before the phantom menace line that made me also lose my mind was <laughs> he's like kill your friend kill your friend and then guillermo throws a stake and it goes into this other vampire that he accidentally kills and you just hear the ringmaster go he killed my friend what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> It was just so good. Like, I, it's so good. Um, 
And then, of course, uh, another really good line was, that's my fucking guy. Yes. <laughs> so good. First of all, we got a fucking guy. Yeah, finally. we did. Oh, Iconic. Finally. But And then he goes, that's my fucking guy. Not just any fucking 10 out of 10. This fucking guy. <laughs> what were your favorite quotes? Um, When Nander says, uh, not you. As he gets up on the crate to announce he will be dueling Guillermo. Like, when Guillermo tries to get up there with him. Um, yeah. When Guillermo uh, sings. Uh, what? I was going to ask you about that. When did Guillermo sing? When did Guillermo sing? What? <laughs> Why did she put when Guillermo sings? I was like, I don't remember any part I don't of remember Guillermo singing either. What? <laughs> Why do you have that? Hello? When Why is Guillermo it in our notes right now? I'm like now panicking in my brain trying to remember this happening if it did and if this was supposed what to say something. What did some... you... Oh, maybe what I was... did you... Maybe I wanted to say, say when Guillermo says and then I was going to say... God, I don't know what the fuck... Oh, I know! I know! Oh my god, it's all coming back! When Guillermo swears. Oh, yeah! Okay. <laughs> Whenever he says fuck in this episode, I'm like, yes, you should be swearing more. I appreciate I'm, this. I'm glad you brought that up because when... um. When that happened, it always sticks out and like it stuck out in my brain. I was just like, "We've heard him swear before." Like I know that. Yeah. I remember the first episode of this season. He goes, "What the fuck is that?" When he talks about Colin. Yeah. <laughs> and so like I've know we heard it, but hearing him say like, "You're kind of being a fucking dick right now." Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hello. He's just. <laughs> I'm like screaming like a dog. Also, he did not sing. For any of you at home, <laughs> anybody at uh, Ruder Rudders who's gonna like go and fact check this later, be like Guillermo de la Cruz did not sing in the most recent episode. Um, that we can prove uh, this is one hundred percent false. Um, I wish he would. The ringmaster saying the brawl was brought to you by Dodge Ram trucks. <laughs> that was so good. Like mid fight, this <laughs> this was brought to you by Dodge Ram trucks. That really oh God. killed me. That um, was ba- that was like the f- that was like one of his first banger lines where you just know this guy's gonna be a treat. <laughs> he was a treat. He also kind of reminded me of of another one of my mortal enemies, um, Brendan Urie from Panic at Disco. <laughs> yeah, he gave me Brendan Urie vibes too. I was like, oh my god! I was like, oh well, imagine as I'm gracing the church court. Yeah, I was like, woof, uh oh, like here he comes. I literally at one point was like, had to go and look at IMDb and see who it was because they looked familiar. Yeah, I'm literally doing that right now. <laughs> I knew it very obviously was not Brendan Yuri, but there was a part of me when I check. saw well when I saw the episode trailer tra- trailer when I saw the episode trailer when I saw the episode trailer <laughs> earlier in the week, I thought I like we saw him for like a split second, and I was like, if that's Brendan Yuri, I'm disowning my entire family and I'm moving to that to Appalachia because I just no, I can't do it right now. I can't. I don't have time for this. His name is Nick Corey Rossi. I mm. probably said that wrong. So sorry. Yes, Nick Corey Rossi. Give us everything. I don't know who he is. <laughs> but he was great in this it episode. Was. Yeah, divine. Divine. Oh my god. Just his delivery was uh Shout out to Nick. <laughs> Nick, Nick, Nick. Nick, Nick. So, um what song should be blaring when Nando and Guillermo fight each other? Uh, I said Babushka by Kate Bush. Um, because of that banger chorus, um, yeah, and because I just really like Kate Bush, and because I've been on a Kate Bush binge the past couple of 
decades. <laughs> Haven't we all? <laughs> yeah. I think some people are finally catching up to the Kate Bush uh, frenzy. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah. Join us. <laughs> Join us. Um, I said lay all your love on me by ABBA. I'm for... sorry. That was me listening to it in my head. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> for reasons that don't need to be explained. It's just a banger. No, you don't know. There's no <laughs> need to justify that. We all understand it. It's We all know. It's giving. Sweet, sweet. The, se- the sexual tension is giving. <laughs> um, so do you? is there like a character that you would let win in a brawl from this episode? Someone that's a particular favorite of yours, perhaps? Um, well, first I just want to say Marwa, because holy shit, she deserves so much better. <laughs> um, <Yeah. laughs> when she popped out from behind Nandor in the beginning, it was the cutest shit I've ever seen. And she was so excited to go to the night market and just spend some time with everybody. And then Nandor makes a wish in the background with the djinn, and suddenly she changes her mind. And I'm just like, no. <laughs> <laughs> She deserves so much better. The girl was, like, brought back from the dead to be the wife out to Nandor. Probably something that she really wants. Yeah. And she's treated like this, so she deserves so much better. She deserves wants to, protect her. to rest in peace, honestly. Like, Literally. She, <laughs> like, uh, honestly. Like, let this woman know peace in her life. Truly. <sighs> Literally. And then also, um, I said the ringmaster again, because... Solely for the fact that every word that came out of his mouth made me laugh so fucking hard this episode. I know. So, yeah. I he he was a treat. <laughs> I loved him. Yeah. How about you? Divine man. Um, Guillermo. Uh, because why the fuck would I need to even let him win? But also, mm-hmm. he's just consistently the hottest person on the show, and I adore him. <laughs> like he just he gave this episode. He, he really did. Like yeah. this is his episode. Is there a character that you wouldn't let have Mondays off with pay? Um, you hate to see it, but Nadia, oh. treat your wraith workers better, babe. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> all love, but maybe those wraiths need more than just a supply closet to sleep in. Um, I agree. Uh, <laughs> Nadia trying to be a union buster in this episode like girl labor rights like i guess i my expectations are low because you know girl bosses girl bosses sometimes don't girl bosses like to work girl bosses like to work and work and work they like to grind they like to grind so i get it but also i'm like girl that's exploitation i know if there's one thing i was like oh i love this girl she's such a girl boss but i gotta remember if there's one thing girl bosses know how to do well is exploit All right, let's get into our two pigs in the valley for what we do in the shadows. Episode four. What was your first peak? Uh, the guy's all leather outfit. Hubba hubba. Like, <laughs> I loved it. I was like, I want, if there's anything I love and like, I love on a woman, it's just like a full leather outfit and a full leather hat. Like. I know. I love that the hat was leather too. <laughs> I really, that really got me going. Like that took me someplace I didn't need to be. I don't know if it was like a village people cosplay it just really, it made me happy. It made me feel, it made me feel good things. It gave me serotonin. Yeah. What was your first peak? Uh, my first peak? Uh, just, you know, Guillermo doing the absolute least in his fights against the other familiars and still winning. Oh! Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was so funny. Like, um, 
I mean, I say least as if that wasn't the coolest fucking backflip I've ever seen. Oh, my gosh. Um, but he threw new punches in that first fight and still still won. Yeah. Um, in his second fight, he dodged a bunch of p- punches and kicks and said, you're being kind of a fucking dick, okay? <laughs> <laughs> to his second opponent that lost the duel to... Um, that lost a duel due to an asthma attack, which was low-key hilarious. And then he stole the old lady's glasses so she couldn't see the fight. That was so funny. But, like, I just liked him, like, just standing there and just, like, kind of, like, loosely, like, batting his hands around without moving a muscle on the rest of his body and just being like, can we just, I don't want to kill you. (laughs) Can we just move on? Yeah, blocking every punch, like, effortlessly. Um, I'm glad that they let the old lady live. Yeah, same. <laughs> like, she was like, nice to meet you. Take care now. I know, that's like, so funny. <laughs> nice to meet you. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> and just the way he was just like, I don't want to kill you. And then when people were like, and then they were like, now you have to fight this vampire. And he goes, oh yeah, let's go. <laughs> yeah, he's like, okay, 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 all right, fine. Hey, speaking my language. Um, That was my second peak. Um, <laughs> yeah. Guillermo de la Cruz and his long coat. Uh, love oh. a man in a long coat. Yep. And he just did it. He just did the correct things. I don't have to elaborate. You did it for me. <laughs> I think the title of this episode is going to be like, Long Coat, Need We Say More? <laughs> need We Say More. <laughs> uh, my second peak was Laszlo and Nadia having matching red streaks in their hair. Oh my god, yeah! I didn't even notice that! It was so cute. I mean, obviously we see Nadja's like right off the bat, but like I noticed Laszlo's when they were getting onto the train. I was like, does he also have red streaks in his hair? And he did. It was very cute. Romance. Romance. Is it really love unless you have matching streaks in your hair? I think not. I think I should get a red streak in my hair and you should get like a duty boron streak in your hair. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And then Manny can get a red streak and a dirty blonde streak in his hair. That'd be perfect. Yeah, but we're not getting blonde streaks in our hair <laughs> because this is like a, a pet human relationship dynamic. There's a power complex that we have to maintain, yeah. obviously. As you should. Um, I realized the other day because, um, like most things, I realized because I saw a post on Tumblr about it. But Lazlo and Nadia have never kissed on the show. Yeah, and I just think, I mean, one, I would love to see them kiss, but two, um. I think it's awesome that they have such a strong and wonderful and romantic relationship, but we don't have to see them do that yeah. on camera. I yeah. mean, I to be fair, we've seen them have sex multiple times on the show, but <laughs> so like there's that. But just the fact that they don't kiss at all, but like we're still like, oh, they're in so much love. Again, they are. I don't know. I just think that's kind of interesting. It's super convincing without the need for kissing. I agree. Yeah. Like it's something that like you don't you don't even have to you wouldn't even notice they don't kiss because you're already like oh these two are a couple and they love each other and I know that yeah, yeah. like until I read that I was like oh yeah you're right <laughs> I love that no that's awesome like I don't miss it no I was like that's really cool that you can do that no and I feel like I've never been like openly wanting them to kiss or thinking about it because it's like they're already yeah, a couple they're already like canonized they already have their <laughs> life together but now I'm like ah like. That's kind of cool, though. Like, I yeah. feel like that's the thing where it's like, I would, yeah, I would like that too. But at the same time, it's like, if they never did kiss, I'd be like, ah, that's yeah, okay. I'm fine. I'm okay. It's cool. I'll live my life. <laughs> um, so my valley, my 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 negative moment for the episode was that it, the ending just felt kind of abrupt. Like, 
Yeah. I, I wrote this last night. I said, like, no, it didn't, but yes, it did. Because it was like <laughs> things conclude themselves naturally, but also I felt like I was waiting for more, at least from the night market, after Nandor won, quote unquote, won yeah. the fight. <laughs> and when we didn't get that, I was like, oh, I guess we're just going to leave it there. Yeah, I felt the exact same way. Like, it was fine, but yeah. I was I was still waiting to cut back to the aftermath of Nandor and Guillermo. Like, where are they? Yeah. I want to hear their thoughts on everything that happened. Also, I was kind of expecting them to come back to and, like, have another brief thing with Marwa. Yeah. Just to see, like, just them coming home to her like that. Like, I just, I needed a little bit more. Yeah. I mean, Laszlo tucking baby Colin Robinson into bed was very sweet and wonderful yeah but, um i i i needed more of a i needed more i it was funny go ahead it was funny is that i had a dream last night that um it was like i was re-watching the episode i know my dreams are so exciting yeah. but like there was actually more to the episode than we thought and so it just kept continuing and i remember texting you being like everyone no wonder why it felt like it was abrupt is because it wasn't over we missed oh, no. it <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, this, this makes more sense now. But like, and then it went on too long. So you're, and then you're like, okay, pick, pick, wrap it up. Let's. <laughs> this is not an SNL skit. <laughs> like, I felt weird go. about that too. Like, I didn't understand that. I honestly didn't understand the storyline for um for Laszlo and Colin Robinson in this episode very much. I'm hoping it carries over. It carries over a little bit to the next episode because I was. I mean, it's not that anybody needs to learn anything for something to conclude itself. I guess. Like, I don't, I know, I think stories can be good without that, but also it's just like, what is the point of this plot line? I couldn't, I didn't see how it fit into the show. Yeah, I th- I think it, it felt almost like, I didn't hate it, but in retrospect, it kind of felt a little weird to me because last episode, it was Laszlo being like, I don't like what Colin Robinson is doing, like with his musical theater and all uh-huh. that shit. But then at the end, he's just like, no, this is okay. Like, we can work with this. Right. And then... It opened this episode with him, like, rehearsing with Colin. Yeah. And, um, but then it turned into, like, this whole, like, Laszlo doesn't give a shit still about his interests. Yeah. Not that I expect much from him in that aspect. But, I don't know, I was just hoping that maybe he would move on from the, no, I need to make you, um, an interesting person now. Yeah. Since everything that happened last episode, so... I mean, it was kind of it was kind of funny, like having him be like, "Actually, here's all the real fairy t- fairy tales, and they're actually all gross and disgusting." But I also yep. felt so bad for Colin because I'm like, he was just having a good time with his stories, and now you're ruining it for him. Yeah, they took it in a direction that I was not expecting, and that's why last episode I said, "Oh, like it seems a little early in the season for Laszlo to learn his lesson of accepting Colin Robinson." Yeah, so I'm hoping this is part of a larger like subplot where something happens between Laszlo and Colin Robinson. Um, yeah. And that's just the way things are going to be. But I do agree that like the last episode felt conclusive, but then things just kind of like turned abruptly back to the way they were. Yeah. Um, Cause it reminded me of how I felt during uh, Dr. Strange multiverse of madness. <laughs> um, when I, when we had that whole really conclusive storyline about uh, Wanda where it was like, oh, she was, like, kind of bad. She was holding a whole town hostage. Oh, but she's mourning now. And now she's going to go live in the woods. Oh, but actually she's bad again. Yeah. And we're back. And, like, I read someplace that apparently Sam Remy's a- a te- intention was to actually make it such that she doesn't turn bad until the end of the movie, which is why it felt so abrupt. 
Um, which like this made sense to me. I learned this the other day and I don't know why I'm throwing this in, but I just learned that. And I felt the need <laughs> to share this cool fact I learned because I was like, yeah. oh, like that. Yeah, that makes more sense. Um, but I think sometimes like writers, they get so caught up in like the intentions for the character, the long-term intentions for the characters that sometimes they forget like cohesive writing and like plot yeah. design. So that's where I'm like, oh yeah, that makes sense. But and I'm and, sure I'm sure it's hard when you're a writer and then you have like a over- a deadline like a deadline but like also um like you're writing it for another person or like another company per se like with marvel like as a whole they have their own directions which is usually unfortunate disney for the creatives (laughs) yeah i mean i don't know i don't think that happened here yeah i mean i don't know but same vibes like it was just so abrupt and a little odd but also like i don't know they weren't really the focus of the episode, so nah. I don't really care too much. It nah. was just like a, we need something for them to do at the night market. So. Nah, we gotta give him something to do at the night market. Honestly, it's not that deep, right? This is a show about no. gay vampires. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, we're not upset. No. <laughs> we're just no. like, okay. If I want something deep, there are other shows about gay vampires. So, you know, I go there. <laughs> meow, 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 meow. Oh, yeah, it's time to look at the bingo board. That's the sound that plays. <laughs> I was going to say, that's the sound. You know what that means. <laughs> it's time for the bingo board. Woo-hoo. Um, woo-hoo. So this episode, we got some cool ones. We got, we actually got a lot this episode. I'm happy about this. Uh, we got Nandor says, fucking guy. Hell uh, yeah. We got Guillermo kicks ass in a fucking metal fight scene. Yeah, he did. He sure did. And Guillermo and Nandor have a blowout fight. I love that we got three of them in one episode. It's phenomenal. It's phenomenal. Oh, my gosh. Do we have a bingo? We do not have a bingo. <laughs> Damn it. I think in order to get a bingo, let's take a look-see dooksy. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm pulling it up right now. So Marvel Movie Guest Star is what we would need to get um, a vertical, uh, or no, a horizontal, rather, bingo. Oh, my God. That's the, the only one that's not row. filled, and I yeah. really don't think we're going to get it. I'm going to be pissed if we don't get it, because I feel like they're random. Like, if there, even if there's somebody who just, like, was in a Marvel, even it for, like... It just has to be a random person yeah, yeah. who happened to be in a Marvel movie. I am fucking begging for, like, <laughs> like some random person from a Marvel movie to be in the end of the season. Like, I, want, I need Freddy to be, like, fucking... I don't know. Robert uh, Downey Jr. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine... They're super funny. Oh, oh my god! I need it to be like Elon. No, Musk. he can. He can be like the uh, the Baskin Robbins guy from Ant Man. Yeah. No, exactly. It just needs. To I be don't even one... remember what he looks like. I just remember he was a random person. It needs to be one dude. It needs to be like one guy. Just one guy. Um. So that's where we are. There. We need two bingos in the third row. Um. For either the National Membership Council getting pissed about the nightclub, which I feel like that's not coming to into play yet or at all it could happen though and then gay sex um <laughs> needs to also happen which i mean technically yeah no we gotta wait we gotta wait we gotta wait um yeah and then we could get a diagonal one um if some shit goes down in new jersey <laughs> or if Guillermo goes to therapy which will never fucking happen so <laughs> yeah um yeah oh man wolf of bark bark ow yeah nay <laughs> On a scale of one to five meatballs bartered for from the Valkyrie Ikea, which was so funny, by the way. <laughs> uh, how do you rate this episode? 
I said four out of five meatballs because I really enjoyed this episode, but I think, again, I feel like it needed a, a better conclusion. Um, but I yeah. did really much, I did really, really enjoy it. Um, so thank you. Yeah, I said the exact same thing four out of five meatballs. It was very fun. And again, my throat hurts from all the laughing. So, and the tonsillitis. And the tonsillitis, which came back solely because of the Phantom Menace line. Yeah. <laughs> I literally, I like had to go back and I had to pause it for a little bit because I could not recover. You're like, <laughs> so, wait a minute. Yeah. I just kept laughing over all the no, the other lines. It was very fun. We really enjoyed our time at the night market. Uh, wouldn't go back. Wouldn't, wouldn't go, go back. back. No, not not a good not a good space for us. Gonna stick with the the farmers market. We don't look like orcs. No. At least we don't think. I definitely look like a dumpster fairy. <laughs> but... Actually, tag yourself. We're both the two dumpster fairies. Yes, yes. Two dumpster fairies just living their lives. Like, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> eating garbage. <laughs> yeah, eating garbage. Which is true. Also true. Thank you <laughs> for listening to what we do in the moonlight. Tune in next week when Sean finds out the gang is Polly. Woohoo! Woohoo! Yes, yes, Queen. They did it. Oh, God. They did it.